This is Joe Corcoran, and you are listening to GMI. Hi there, it's Jet Brocky from GMI, the Guitar and Music Institute, episode 46 of the podcast. There was a time when phones were something you picked up and spoke into, and watches were something you looked at to tell the time, but everything's changed. And today I'm talking to a young American man who's heading up a company, and part of what they're creating is an app for smart watches called Rustruments. That's right, it's an app that actually helps you play and learn guitar. Some of the technology that Joe talks about is absolutely astounding in terms of being able to move up and down the guitar fretboard and see your guitar neck or where you are on the guitar neck move with with you. Uh, And it's just the beginning. That's coming up just in a moment. GMI has been going now for about seven or eight years and we use Shopify to get our products over to the public. If you're interested in going online and selling something, Shopify is a fantastic way to actually start. If you go to the Guitar Music Institute website and one of our podcast pages, you'll see a link there that gets you 14 days free on Shopify. In keeping with my new Let's Keep It Short and Sweet, let's get to the interview. Joe, thank you very much for taking part in the GMI podcast. It's wonderful to have you on the show. Yes, thank you, Jed, for having me. It's great to uh, be speaking with you today. And uh, it looks like it's probably in the middle of the day. Where are you about? So I always like to ask this. I don't know if people are yeah. interested, but I'm interested. Yeah, so um, I'm in Durham, New Hampshire right now. It's outside of Boston, northeast United States. So we are right in the middle of our day, actually. It's 3 p.m. here. Uh, I know I know that area a little. Uh, I stayed there for a couple of weeks back in the oh, day okay. when I was in my 30s in Cambridge, had a friend yep. who was doing some work over in Harvard, and he said, would you like to come over for a couple of weeks, Jed? And I said, absolutely. And I, I kind of, of felt course. like, um, you know that film with Tom Cruise when they're in walking about Harvard, and you're, uh, is that A Few Good Men or something like that? It's one of those ones. Anyway, you're kicking the leaves, you know? So yeah, you're here today because I spotted your company on, in, is it Indiegogo? So I've got that right. Uh, yes. And yep, we're correct. currently in Indiegogo. Yeah, and it's something called Rustruments. Rustruments. So, you got um, it. Yeah, and I'd never heard of this, and I've watched some videos on it. Um, I need to be converted to this one, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, but, of um, course. So maybe, Joe, you could tell us all about Rustruments. I would love to. Um, So I guess for those of you who are unfamiliar of the product itself, it is a smartwatch application that helps you practice and improve your guitar playing and also provides kind of a new new style of um, supplementing instructions for uh, guitar teachers. So what what the whole thing is, is you actually put the smartwatch on the inside of your wrist so that as you're playing um, different scales or different chords, it's been compared to by a lot of people who do play guitar as just tabs on your wrist. Because it's on a smartwatch, it allows for um, a little bit more personalization, customization, and um, enhanced features, I guess, uh, well, when compared to, to traditional tabs and sheet music. These watches, how popular are they now? I don't see many people 
with them on, but that being said, they could be underneath a sleeve. Right. Why, what made you think about this, Joe? Um, so I actually thought about it. I invented it in 2017, and I had been kind of like a hobbyist guitar player for my entire life. I took lessons when I was um, maybe 10 or 11 for about six months, and I got to a point... I think it was a uh, bomb track by rage against the machine that I was trying to play. And it's that alternate picking song. And I just got stuck with trying to learn alternate picking. And that's pretty much where I stopped my, my progression as a player. And then from there until all the way up, I would play these few songs that I, that I knew how to play every time I saw a guitar. So it'd be like three or four songs that I would just play on repeat and never really getting better as a player. Um, one day I was like, I was reading this book about purposeful practice and I found the subject very interesting. So I was like, all right, I'm going to try to get back in the guitar, but instead of playing the same two songs over and over, I'm going to try to practice and actually get better. Um, so I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm using my laptop to try to learn different chord progressions. So I was learning like the one, four, five, one. And I was like, all right, I know this chord, yep. And then I like look back at my laptop and then try to go do the other chord. And I was wearing the smartwatch and I kind of just had this moment where I was like, okay, I could just put the chords right on my smartwatch and I would be able to kind of like learn them as I was playing. And that's really how it all started. You said something there about working with a teacher. Correct. Yeah. Is it possible to... So is your teacher able to feed you lessons through this? So that's what the goal is. Um, right now, like you said, we're on Indiegogo. We are doing crowdfunding just because we're bootstrapping this company ourselves. Um, so the, the, the version right now, our, the current feature we're working on, is actually a utility for teachers and artists to be able to upload their own songs and lessons and exercises right to the app so that their students can can practice what they should be practicing and also the teacher can kind of get a sense of what they're actually doing in between their their classes how would that work joe how would how would a teacher know what someone was working can they listen in um no they can't listen in directly but it just it, it will um basically grade your performance your assess it will assess your performance um so throughout well, different that, times. Wait, wait a minute, that's interesting. How does yes. a watch assess yes. assess your performance? What are the uh, parameters? So, so really, what our goal is is to try to um, associate the specific sound with the specific note, which obviously is harder with phones because you can have you know an, an A note played down here versus an A note played on a different fret. Um, but with the watch, what it really allows us to do is gauge the hand position on the actual guitar. So it weeds out the rest of the, um, the notes and gives us more precision. So you're saying that the, um, the watch actually is able to adjust and know where about in terms of distance it is along the guitar neck. So, yeah, so basically we use um, various sensors within the watch to actually uh, pick up where your hand is on the fretboard so that the screen can scroll accordingly. Yeah, I thought I thought so, that was pretty um, smart, actually. I, I picked up on that. 
it helps definitely. So, so just for the the listeners just so they yes know, basically as the the person moves up and down the the actual watch the display changes doesn't it correct yep use some accelerometers and gyroscopes to you know that's incredible why didn't you just go with in terms of now you couldn't have just gone in terms of pitch or timbre it wouldn't it, that would have been difficult right yeah that's what they you know a lot of the other apps do right now and they they have a pretty good um algorithm as far as you know seeing what you're playing but it's just not it's not perfect it's not as great as it could be obviously and, and you talked about gyroscopes joe yes did you have to are you plugging in to what is already there in a proprietary phone uh, well sorry watch or are, yes. you, are you writing everything, you guys writing everything up from first principles? So so we are writing the code, um, but we're just, you know, we're accessing the device's various sensors and then achieving, you know, whatever our output is based off of basically testing, seeing, okay, what what's the data when you have your hand here? What's the data when you have your hand here? And, yeah, so we're, we don't actually have to create the gyroscope, which is helpful. It would take a lot longer. <laughs> yeah. And what about such things like, um, I noticed there was some scalar information on the video when I was watching it. How do you go about actually creating a library of content? How, d- how does that actually get delivered? So what we are working on right now, we're working with uh, just a few different instructors at the universities and um, and places near us as well as some remotely. And kind of what our goal is, is to personalize the, the journey, I guess, of every musician and what they need to learn at that time to really keep them most engaged. So how we're doing this is we're taking um, different pieces of instruction from all different types of artists and all different types of instructors. And basically you will have, um, throughout your, throughout like your learning plan, there'll just be a little, very short lessons that really are associated with whatever, um, whatever that instructor's, I guess, like niches or, or their music, um, type is. So, we are going to be launching an educator platform in 2021, so probably the first quarter of 2021, that will allow artists to basically take the the YouTube videos they have or any recorded instruction that they already have, put it into to instruments, and then go on and, and easily add the supplemented information um, right to their existing instruction. So if you're you know, for example, teaching me how to play a G chord from uh, my my laptop screen, then at the same time in the video, the G chord is going to be shown to the student right on their wrist. So it just adds like a little extra layer to that current learning experience. So Joe, is Ristruments anything that we really need? Or is it a response to a generation of people who are are interfacing with technology in a specific way? I think that's a really good question. I think um, for people who already have all of this information committed to memory, which, you know, you it's really impossible to have every song with lyrics committed to memory. Um, so for those people, you know, I've, I've had some of the best musicians I've known 
that can can put it on and pick up any song, take a request, and you know now they don't have to learn the song, they don't have to look at it on their iPad. I think I think yeah, definitely. You know, Ristruments is it takes your playing to the next level as far as just allowing you to be able to play such a variety of things without really learning it first. You know, once you learn the the fundamentals, you can now play all these different scales. And for me, you know, that's what kept me engaged and that's what kept me motivated to keep learning. So I think that if we can get people to become more excited about learning and become more excited about playing different things, then yeah, it's absolutely um, necessary. I've got a couple of things that I find could could be just on first glance negatives. So this of is course. your chance to address those. The, the first thing that struck me is that in general, the, the world is going towards larger monitor sizes. And yet, with instruments, it looks quite a small monitor to me. Now, you know, I've got glasses. Um, Mm -hmm. On a more serious level, uh, will people not find it quite difficult to to see the information on such a small area? How how big is it? About one and a half inches by... Yeah, very small. I mean, big enough to fit right on the inside of your wrist here. and I think it brings up a that brings up a very interesting point. Um, up until instruments, smartwatches were seen as you know similar devices to our phones or our computers, but with just smaller screens. So you know, you, and you'd have to stop what you're doing, uh, hold it up in front of you, and look at the information. And there really wasn't much benefit to this as compared to your phone because it's such a small screen, like you were saying, and the information isn't there. But Instruments is what we're trying to do is try to usher people actually away from screens and back to the real world. So the the lessons and the information, the content is designed completely differently than probably anything you've seen before. It actually it's kind of like an X-ray of your hand, you know. So it shows your hand exactly what you're supposed to be doing, and it's designed in a way that you know once we wouldn't have phones or um, even have to use a smartwatch. So if we had, you know, the heads-up display glasses, we're kind of emulating that um, on the watch to to bring people back to this more hands-on type of of actually learning while doing. So I think that traditional information on the smartwatch screen would definitely be too small for somebody. But the way that we're doing it, it's it's just a chunk of your fretboard that you're shown. So like if you can see your fretboard you can probably see the display as well. The next is my, my biggest uh, worry about this, and I want to get yes. this out of the way before we get on to all the good stuff, because I want to talk about uh, Indiegogo and all of that. And that is, from a purely practical musician, from a player's point of view, from a teacher's point of view, I worry about this the angle of this on the actual wrist. Um, right. In terms of, you know, you have people... Who, who are, have all sorts of problems on the wrist with playing. And watching the video of people playing, their the hand angle looked rather odd to me. And that mm. is a concern. Has anybody right. else brought this up, Joe, as a potential problem? I think um, the hand angle that you were seeing in the video was probably staged by one of our, um, one of our directors. 
just to get, you know, because if you're playing it naturally, it's really hard to actually see the smartwatch. So the wrist position, not as much I've heard of a problem. I've heard people suggesting that maybe looking at the smartwatch for too long could, could cause some neck tension and, and become a problem with the neck. So we've actually started to incorporate some features and some some protection for this, I guess, where basically we'll shut off and be like, okay, now that you've you've practiced this, now play without looking at the screen. And just reminders to make sure that people don't become dependent on it and that they realize, you know, this is a tool to help you actually learn. I must say, Joe, it sounds amazing. How much talk about talk me through actually. Talk me through the Indiegogo campaign and um, because sure. a lot of people have got behind this and i'm assuming that with these campaigns are these a way of sort of like putting a toe in the water and finding out if there's a genuine desire for this to happen before you go splurging a whole bunch of cash on something that nobody actually wants yes and no i think for us it was more of like we raised this money so we could actually make the app. I taught myself uh, how to code and how to do all this thing. My business partner taught himself a bunch of stuff, and we've kind of just been doing it. Um, just because we know, like, when we've used it and the people that we've showed, the response that we get from them, like, it's really, like, pretty unreal. So that we, we knew the interest was there to an extent just because there is value in it. But now what we're trying to do is just... We're offering a lifetime subscription so that we can take this just from the consumer version to that to that educator platform I was telling you about, and also for for artists as well, so that they can put their own sets on there and they can you know kind of practice with their bandmates um, virtually, and they can see who in the band messes up, kick them out. So yeah. So how many people actually got have got behind this? Um, I think we have like about close to 300 people who've got the subscriptions and we have, um, that's about that same number that's using. We have like a beta demo version right now. So we're taking their feedback as they use it, updating it and kind of testing it in that way. How much does a subscription cost you and what does that get you? So right now you can get a lifetime subscription, which will just give you all the features for life. And we're doing those for $39.99. And then once the app is out, it's going to be a a monthly subscription. We're not 100% sure on the price. It's probably going to be about $10 a month. Um, So you're saving a lot of money by, by, you know, helping out um, at this early stage, which I don't think a lot of people (laughs) really, you know. I've got a daft question here, but for for $39, which is about... Thirty-one pounds mm-hmm. sterling. Do you get a watch for that? <laughs> no, unfortunately not. So, so how much would one of these watches cost, and how how would you get your program onto it, your app onto it? Yeah. So, um, between like you know two hundred and up to four hundred for a smartwatch, I would say. So that's for Apple Watch, um, any of the Android watches, or any of the Samsung. So then once you have that, they actually have their own app stores, which instruments will be released on November 23rd, actually, is our um, official launch date. Well, we'll definitely be getting this out before yeah. that to, to help get some noise. Um, but instruments isn't just for the guitar, is it? No, 
It is not. I, I, I love the one with the piano. I'm thinking, how does that yeah. work? <laughs> you're, you're playing with the piano and, and you've got a, a wristwatch on looking at it. How does that work then? Um, so the piano, definitely right off the bat, it's not as obvious as a guitar. It's not as, you know, wow, as a guitar. But what it does, it just supplements. You say once you have your, your chording hand going and if you want to do some improv, um, it basically just shows you um, a reference of all the notes that you can play. So one of the things that my um, partner, Connor, has actually been using it for, he's a producer. He makes beats, and they'll have like an A minor backing track playing or beat starting. And he's not really a great pianist, but he has a keyboard. So he'll just go to A minor, and then he'll be able to like make a little melody right there for his beat, which is really cool. All right. So is this to help people compose the piano one? Right now, that's like the feature that we have that's the one that you know, we've seen has worked the best. We definitely haven't gone in as far on piano as we have with guitar as consulting teachers and, and trying to formulate lesson plans and stuff. Um, but right off the bat, it does help for composition, absolutely. Now, it's not just the piano and the guitar, bass, ukulele? Yep, yep, ukulele as well. I can see why you're going there. <laughs> I mean, the sales, yeah. they can't even make them fast enough, you know. Ukuleles. Right, right. So, are you then, how do you go about getting all the material for that, Joe? Are you having to uh, get in touch with different teachers or players for all these instruments? Yes, and I think that as as terrible as everything going on with the with the quarantines and the pandemic um it definitely has opened up uh, a ton of of music teachers and artists who may not have been as as open with their time um to actually help and contribute to this so we've been connecting with a lot of um of instructors virtually and online to really just help make sure that like musicians and, and educators really have a, a way i guess to stay relevant during whatever this is this is going on yeah, well uh, yeah i don't know how uh, if there'll be any musicians alive by the end of all of this because yeah. all, all have starved to death but anyway that's for it's another, taking a hit right another show it's terrible one thing i noticed on the video was um america had all these uh faces on it right and then the rest of the world <laughs> there was no faces yeah. apart from one which was uh, over, over in the far east who's that who's yeah. that person so that's so that's dong uh dong Wen. he is um an amazing he was actually a software engineer and and professor as well he's from uh Chin city vietnam what? and we connected yeah as well through the the pandemic it, it really brought together. We also have an animator, uh, Santiago, who's from Argentina, um, who did all the 3D animations uh, for the app. Definitely wouldn't have been able to connect with either of them if they were working their full-time jobs because they are both top class in their fields. What did he contribute? He helped, he helped me code the app. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's so interesting because I was talking to a guy, basically he created a, an app for for teachers to right. help, to help them, an Apple, an Apple um, app. And he taught himself to to code, to do that. And mm -hmm. here you are, and you're following a, a, a similar route. Right. It makes me wonder, is it all one way? Is it all things coming to you? Or is, 
there any I don't know how you would do this, but is there mm-hmm. any way of recording what you're playing and sending it back the other way? Yes. No, that's interesting. So sending it back um, as far as to the phone? Yeah, well, let's let's just say I'm a teacher, right? And I've right, got all right. these things, and I'm sitting at Mission Control watching everyone practice all over the place. Yeah. Um, is there any way that I can, that, that can judge whether the person's holding the guitar right, what sort of tempo they're playing things at? Yes. So the audio, absolutely. It saves everything for the player profile onto your onto your profile and then your teacher can have back-end access to basically see what you've practiced how you've done as far as actually seeing what you're doing i wasn't thinking about seeing because it's on the wrong side of the guitar neck right right so that yeah that would be kind of hard but definitely as far as like remote uh assessment and teaching we do have and you can also record your own performances to see how you've improved as a player too but you're talking about gyroscopes joe and all that sort of thing even although it can't obviously see what's going on because it's on the, the wrong side of the neck right um data will data be pulled in which could be averaged or meaned mm-hmm. to to see you know if someone's a, a professional player they will play i'll give you an example right i used to be in this group of four guitar players and right I, I, we used to there was two main writers and i was one of them and I'd hand out um, scores, parts, and the guys would go away. And we'd come back two weeks later. And honestly, 95% of all the fingerings, we all played the same. It was Right, right, right. And wow. this wasn't just like once or twice. This is over many years. It was always the same. So that most pl- pros were going a certain way to play a certain thing. Right. That's going to happen with your watches, isn't it? Absolutely. And... That is data that we will be able to, to track for sure. Just like the where your hand is on the watch, on the, on the fretboard, you know, the way we did that was just set an orientation point and then we just had, you know, a ton of different people move their hand uh-huh. um, to get that accuracy. So I think, yeah, there's definitely, as far as the position of the wrist, something that we could do there to, to help see how people are are holding the guitar how are you going to monetize this more joe um instruments really it's kind of the tip of the iceberg for this this technology that we invented so i mentioned instruments it's the first smartwatch app for the inside of your wrist but it's also the first smartwatch app that uses a rotated screen like ever yeah so so i filed a patent on that after i invented it and we are planning we're creating other apps um, under an umbrella company called Vivo Learn, so like life and learning kind of mixed together, um, where we're creating an application for golf, an application for handwriting, for drawing, pretty much any hands-on technology or hands-on activity that somebody could do. We are going to be enhancing with um, with smartwatches until the glasses, you know, get released in a couple of years. The glasses. Yes. You didn't mention anything about glasses, Chief. What's that all about? Yeah. So, so you know, the, the concept of, of instruments, right? It's like the whole thing, it's, it's making learning faster and making it so you don't have to have to watch a screen and then apply it to what you're doing or look at a phone and then apply it to what you're doing. So it's very similar to what augmented reality on 
um, these smart glasses that are going to be coming out in the next few years will be able to offer people this type of hands-on, more synchronous, I guess, use of technology. Through all these applications, what we're really doing is we are testing um, the benefits of these and and creating brands in all these different markets to eventually combine technology better with our lives. In a sense, is Ristruments almost like a, a feeler uh, to see? To an extent, um, more of just to prove that the technology works, because it does. It's a very clear case. It was the first one that I thought of. It's something that I'm very passionate about. And I think if I were to go into something that wasn't a part of my life um, to try to start this huge undertaking, it just wouldn't, wouldn't really flow well. So while Ristruments is kind of ushering in the rest of these companies, it's definitely a main focus within itself. You know how you... I think that's your strap line, isn't it? Yeah. Hands-on, you said. I mean, yes. technology's never been this hands-on. It'll be something like that, right? Right, <laughs> right. Never. How do you actually manage to get the capital? This sounds like a massive empire yes <laughs> yeah something like that so you haven't to get big uh the money man in behind you to mm -hmm. so you've got to convince people of the of the benefits of this yeah and um i think that's what i was trying to do for so long by myself as an entrepreneur once i thought of this and i used it and i was like wow this is pretty amazing i just started putting together business plans and going to different different pitch meetings and Nobody really understood. I was like, I think a little ahead of uh, where we were. Um, you know, you know what you're saying there. Sorry, but, yeah. I, but it, just when you were talking there about augmented reality years ago, mm -hmm. I put together a, a website called Band for the Day. It was a, a massive counting machine with a competition on a daily basis for bands. Oh wow! And the guy that put that together, his name was Lee. He came from Glasgow, and he eventually ended up. Uh, once he'd left Edinburgh Uni and, and, and I dro drove him almost insane with Band for the Day, <laughs> he created a, an apps company. But I do remember the last time we talked, he was going on about augmented reality and glasses and seeing things mm -hmm. that aren't actually there and just using things as placeholders. Is that right, kind of, right. Is that kind of what you're talking about? Yes, absolutely. It's very crazy. It's very, very... Um disruptive technology that i think is gonna um surprise a lot of people with how quickly it's you know adopted and there's companies working on it working on tons of augmented reality stuff right now you know by the time i'm ready to check out joe everyone's gonna be it's gonna be like that film coma everyone's actually yeah. gonna be slung up in a ha hammock and so i hope not evil em evil masterminds gonna be using <laughs> their brains <laughs> to do something because everyone's yeah. going to be in nirvana i i think you know that's that's definitely the the future that we're trying to to avoid um with augmented the big difference like virtual reality is you put it on and then you disappear you know now you're in your own lo in your own zone which kind of is like if you think about the problems with technology use right now and like the the dissociation between the real worlds that's kind of like the the peak of how bad it could go, I guess, at, with everyone with these glasses on and just sitting in their chair, kind of. But augmented reality, I think, has the potential to take us outside in the actual world and outside of our screens because it's you're still seeing what you see. So in the example for instruments, you would still be seeing your guitar, but 
the strings would just light up different colors or the the frets different colors, you know. I always remember one of my guitar teachers telling me about a, a famous guitarist who used to take drugs and the guitar used to light up like that back, <laughs> wow. back in the day, you know. So there Maybe you, you see in the future. <laughs> so That's it's crazy. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what to think, Joe. I, I mean, obviously, I wish you all the best. <laughs> Thank I, you. Yeah, I, I really want it to work. Um, I appreciate it. My big worry is that people actually get so enamored with the technology they don't even mm-hmm. want to play an instrument. I th- right. I think that's going to be the the real challenge for mm-hmm. in the next twenty thirty. I mean, I was driving along the road the other day, and some guy. I don't know what age he was. He sounded like he was about 24, 25. Maybe he was older. But he actually said they were chatting about some nonsense. And he said on air, yeah, well, the guitar. Well, I mean, that's nobody wants to do that anymore. That's not cool. And I thought, well, what do you mean it's not cool? <laughs> right. Playing the guitar is one of the coolest things you could do. But Absolutely. But maybe that's what young people think. No, I think, I mean, from my judgment, because I spent a lot of time listening to music, obviously, looking at music trends, um, I think guitar and instruments are making a comeback on the the mainstream uh, scene right now as far as, like, the teen to young 20s groups. And I think that, I hope, I mean, I don't think there's really a chance that those that traditional instruments can, can just completely fade away because it's part of the music, you know, like, I don't know. It just it's it can only be manufactured so much, and then you're you're getting people who aren't musicians to spread this whatever whatever they want to talk about when maybe they they shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, well, I mean, I, th- I think the thing is that humans forget that we're basically hollow, and then we link to feel our atoms vibrating in our bodies. But um, mm-hmm. so you may, uh, just to kind of wrap things up you said that yeah in november it all happens so can you november 23rd yeah take take us through the countdown and what happens immediately after that and maybe just a a brief and then great right now we are on indiegogo and we are selling the pre the lifetime subscriptions pre-selling two instruments those are going to stop on november 23rd which is the date that we will officially release instruments on the Apple Watch Store, Google Wear Store, and Samsung Play Store, so all the major smartwatch app stores. After that, we are going to continue developing the more in-depth educator and artist platforms that will use a back-end you know, with the, with the computer, and we'll be adding lessons, adding songs, and really trying to just make this as big as it can be. And will other people be able to upload songs? And how, how will you get that yeah. content, Joe? So we'll we'll have a utility on the first version where from your phone you'll be able to put in a track, and then you'll be able to actually just just how you would make a chord chart online or write tabs online, you'll be able to do the same thing right on your app. Have you ever thought of licensing some of this, depending on how it goes? Just something like band in the box definitely yeah not not yet um you know like we said we wanted to make sure that it was proven and that we had enough leverage before your 28 year old kid just walks into one of these larger companies and all the horror stories in the u.s with that but i think at this point 
it works and we don't we want to make sure that everybody can use it and it's so if, if that opportunity comes along, we are definitely open to it. I'm telling you, man, you should check out Band in the Box. I mean, something like... Band in the Box, yeah. Band in the Box is like a sort of Frankenstein monster of a program, PG Music. It's been going forever. It looks, okay. in my, in, in just my take, it looks pretty horrendous. However, mm-hmm. every it's been going for about 30 years. It's, it's, it's 25 years it's amazing and they just keep as i say it's the frankenstein monster they just keep adding <laughs> to it. wow and right it, it's so, everybody in the world uses band in the box the, right right down to where they can automatically generate a solo in just about any style for wow for specific players you got to check that out i think they would okay. absolutely love this yeah i just wrote that down ban in the books box. that's interesting yeah oh ban in the box okay yeah i was gonna say just the that makes well, sense listen thank you so much joe for taking the time out to talk to gmi i've I'm, I'm yes thank you what is going on i don't know what's everything's up in the air <laughs> just now with our coronavirus and everything yeah anything that can put a smile on people and this this put a smile on my face well that's interesting thank you yeah i appreciate it a lot that's what we're trying to do we're trying to you know help people help people unlock their the gifts inside of themselves because i think once you realize that you can play guitar or you can you know oh it's not that hard you realize you can really do anything that's what we're out here to do thank you jed so that wraps up another interview and i really hope that instruments is going to be a success what do you think is actually using something on your wrist better than actually being in front of a teacher or just a good supplementary aid certainly at this point i think it will be a fantastic supplementary aid if you like what you hear about instruments then go over to indiegogo and support that campaign it'll be coming to fruition very shortly in november and get a lifetime subscription to instruments for guitar I hope you've enjoyed this latest episode. So all that remains for me, as always, to say is thanks for listening. I'm Jed Brocky from GMI, the Guitar Music Institute. I hope I'll have the pleasure of your company on our next podcast. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.